1: what's up, everybody it's a tv talk mini that's right we uh tv talk minis is where we kind of do a real fast at you kind of quick initial thoughts for an episode it's normally me but this week i've got a special guest slash co-host slash host because it's bell hello hello bell you ready for your first ever mini i am i'm nervous you should be because we got a lot of ground to cover. we're talking <laughs> about uh, uh miss marvel uh miss marvel quick thoughts bell what are you thinking uh, super fun!
2: I really enjoyed it. I liked the uh, the editing, the directing, like all the, you know, when when they're talking about the, uh, when they're riding their bikes, talking about the costumes and like all this like the graffiti on the wall, like shaping around, changing colors and stuff. Thought it was really really cool. Uh, I, I I thought it was just really cute, super fun uh, show, and I'm I'm excited and looking forward to to seeing the the rest of it.
1: Man, I'm glad you jumped straight to the visual style cuz I'm right there with you. Like I remember very specifically during the show. I mean, first of all it's beautiful. It's just a gorgeously like shot uh series thus far at least from the pilot episode. But but specifically the way in which all of kind of the creative imagination becomes kind of visual around Kamala is really fantastic. I actually described it to somebody as it's like if they took what the like Spider-Man end credits style was and made an entire series with that style and then just like upped the color factor. That's that's what we've got here. And man, I am totally here for it. I'm really excited to see what they do.
2: Yeah, like e- exactly the Spider-Man in credits, but like as a show or or as a means of telling uh, a, a story within, you know, uh within the story. Like it, w- it was really neat. Like I, I I liked it. And uh it feels really fresh. Um, it's it's different in that style, but it also still, you know, it's still it, I guess it still feels connected in a way, um, yeah. which is which is, I think, important for her character because she is she is very much a Marvel fangirl. Right. And so like a Avengers, yes. fangirl, superhero fangirl. So like, you know, to have this not be connected to the universe, at least tangentially um, would, would feel kind of disingenuous to her character. But uh, yeah, it, it it fits and it works. And uh, it, the art style is just amazing.
1: I love it, man. She's a, she's a YouTuber. If this was made maybe like 10 years ago, she'd be a podcaster. Like I love, I love the idea of, um, you know, her being us essentially like that's, that's who she is. She is one of us. She's a fangirl of the Avengers and, uh, I'm here for it. I think it's, it's awesome to see. It's also the, the, the cultural, uh, uh kind of not disconnect, but maybe like clash of being kind of that, that young American girl and in kind of a family that doesn't fully appreciate all of the things that she is personally like obsessing over, they love her, but they would really love for her not to love what she loves. You know what I mean? I think that's, that's something that, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of folks can connect with and, you know, just the, the real, I guess the emotional, uh, hook of this show is really Found in the way in which, like, you know, her family connects with her and she connects with the family, even and probably especially when there is that clash. Man, when her, like, her dad, like, popped in all painted up green and everything, and they made her a costume, and you could just feel her heart sink. But then you're also kind of feeling for the dad who just, like, spent the last past two hours spray painting himself so that he could try to make his daughter happy and try to deal with the fact that, you know, the mom isn't gonna, you know. He knows that she's not yeah. gonna like that dress. That's why he painted himself up. Like <laughs> I just, I see myself doing that in ten years <laughs> to soften the blow with something with my daughters and failing hard. I just, yeah, I see it coming, man. Yeah, you know,
2: it, it was like, you know, it's 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 it was sweet for them to try to do that to be like, "Hey, look, you know, we know you want you to do this, but like we don't approve of the things of of like the skimpy costumes and stuff like that. We want you to go with your your father because, you know, we'll know you'll be safe and stuff like that." And and you know, uh, being a, a rebellious teen, like that's not what they want. <laughs> they want the independence. They want the trust very believable right to see the the defeat in her father and just that that horrible sinking feeling i I was like ooh, man that sucks because like i feel like yeah that'd that'd be something that i would try to do because i'm not hip and fresh with all the (laughs) kids stuff and You know, hey, so. TikTok
1: me, right? So yeah. It'd <laughs> be great. Uh, yeah, so so loved that, and I'm really looking forward to kind of seeing the continuation of those relationships there, as well as her friend. Now, based on the um, promos that we've seen, I think she's got kind of more of like a crush interest that is not the bestie here, but I'm pulling, I'm, I'm going to ship them. I know you don't like it when I ship the friends who were just <laughs> supposed to be friends. I don't think they're just supposed to be friends. I felt some chemistry here.
2: Well, yeah, and you know, uh, he's got, this interesting sort of tech bent to him, too. So maybe they could do like, you know, crazy superhero <laughs> double date.
1: Yeah. OK, hang on. Hang on. Yes. T- tech bent. Right. You know, it's supposed to be really I- I clearly make some really cool high techy stuff, but he somehow made a worse Alexa than Alexa. Hey, d- me, does
2: does Alexa know do? I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, it probably. I does,
1: just but. okay, fair enough. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, <that> was, <laughs> I'm curious to see how that all comes into play. I don't know if like what he created is going to become some sort of like Ultron 2.0 or something of that nature. That's going to spring. Oh, for that would be hilarious. Part, regardless. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm excited to see those kids uh, and what goes on there. Really enjoyed seeing the exploration of the Avengers fandom. The fact that we have kind of an Avengers con, the first ever, was a a great setting for this. Uh, We also got an explanation to some extent, or at least a potential explanation, for something that I think has been a question for a lot of us, which is, how does the general public know what went down in Endgame we know we were we, we saw the movie but they didn't see the movie they lived the experience of having people just randomly pop up but here we actually get a chance to see there are podcasts and blogs and like the the Avengers are actually being interviewed and so we're actually probably getting that second hand information and they probably reported a lot of this stuff either through you know online media or traditional media or what have you uh, I did think the what was the Scott Lang but big me little me was the yeah. end of that podcast episode <laughs>
2: That yeah, that was great. That was great. Uh, yeah, it, it's it, that's that's yeah. It, it would have to be the you know surviving Avengers kind of retelling what happened and, and explaining. And plus, I mean, you know, damage control is going to show up, and there's going to be a, you know Thanos' fleet is destroyed in orbit, and mm. his flagship is you know sitting there in upstate New York, and so obviously something happened there. Well, I, I guess I guess the flagship was destroyed when he was dusted. Never mind, it was all gone away. So there's no proof. So how <laughs> do we? Do, how do we? The American people know that the Avengers didn't start out this in the first place. Get, get there a needs little... to be an, an
1: entire conspiracy theory out there. That's that'd be great.
2: Yeah, getting a little a, a little uh, Daily Bugle on you.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Okay, uh, let's let's talk about the the power set here. Um, okay, so obviously uh, Kamala's powers in the comics are very different from what we see in the show. In the comics, she is uh, stretchy. She can stretch out and kind of shape shift. And, uh, well, I mean, I think if I'm not mistaken, she can completely shapeshift, but the way that normally manifests and the way that she uses her powers is that she's kind of a Mr. Fantastic type of character that can kind of stretch out her arms, make her fist really big, make her feet really big, all that kind of good stuff to lay the smack down. Uh, here, she's creating more constructs, almost in like a Green Lantern type of way. This was something that kind of like made me a little, I don't know, like I never liked Kamala's. Power set in the comics. I always thought that was a weird power set, especially to associate with the Marvel brand. And so I the idea of changing it, I'm here for. But at the same time, I also have to acknowledge that over the last several years, Marvel in particular has really been pushing Kamala as a character, probably in preparation for the series, but doing so with her traditional power set. And also we just saw freaking Jim from The Office getting all stretchy and it wasn't half bad. So I felt conflicted about it until... I realized that this is actually they're pulling in powers from a, so another member of the Marvel family, which is Captain Marvel, and so perhaps we're even seeing a tie-in here and kind of blending of these two characters in the MCU version of Kamala.
2: Yeah, because wasn't she originally a, a, a an 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 Inhuman?
1: Yes, she was originally an Inhuman uh, Terrigan Mist. or Well, the Terrigan Mist activated some sort of metagene. I can't remember exactly what it is. But yes, there's a, a deeper connection with the Inhumans. And that does not appear to be the way in which we're going in this series.
2: Yeah, they're going the more mystical, I guess, route with the with the bracelet. Ooh, uh,
1: cosmic, my friend, as she said multiple times. I think that there's like, my guess is perhaps her grandmother might have, you know, the maybe might be Marvel. Well, it could be that she was Captain Marvel, or it could be that she somehow got them uh you know maybe they're giving her grandmother more of a, a power set or a backstory connected to the comic book version it'll just it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I'm actually kind of excited for it. We did see her hands grow large in the way in which she used the constructs, and so if they do something like that where we get the combination of the two, I think that's kind of a cool way to to do it um, while also making her, her own because we don't need we barely need one stretchy person. I think it's always weird that both Marvel and DC both have two stretchy people because you got <laughs> elongated man and plastic man over at DC and you've got Mr. Fantastic and Miss Marvel over at Marvel. And we only need one stretchy person. We do not need multiple stretchy people. All right. That's all my <laughs> thoughts with this bell. Any kind of final thoughts before we wrap it up here?
2: Uh, yeah, man, I'm just looking forward to it. It looks like it's going to be a really fun show and uh, I can't wait for the next one.
1: There you go. All right. That's our mini for episode one. Let us know your thoughts. Head over to tvtalk.fm for all our contact information. And yeah, don't worry. We'll be back in a flash. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts.